going on, everybody? You're listening to The Same Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have good friend with me, managing partner of Valiant Entertainment and artist manager, Lex Diamonds. How you doing, Lex? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Look, I was supposed to be doing some Christmas shopping, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you reached out to me. You was like, hey, I, I want you on the show, and I, I said, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, we, we we talked about this a long time ago, earlier in the year, and we just never put it to paper and made it happen. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, especially, again, this time of year, you know, you talk about Christmas shopping to, you know, come on the same show. So I really appreciate it. Also, you got a birthday coming up in a few days. So <laughs> Yeah, man. Happy, happy early birthday on Sunday. Same to you. Happy early birthday. Too. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get this show on the road really quick. I want to take a shout out all the listeners, everybody across the world in all 40 plus countries and every continent. Thank you guys for continuing to listen, show your support, liking, sharing and subscribing. But please continue to do show as is greatly appreciated. And, you know, just watching those numbers go up every day. It's just a it's a blessing. And I'm just very fortunate to have such strong supporters. Be sure to follow us on IG and Twitter at the same underscore show s-a-n-e underscore show and then you can find us on facebook the same show again on facebook the same show so i'm going to go ahead and introduce our topics today we'll be talking about artist management we're also going to talk about navigating the music business and then we're going to have an interview following those two segments that so the listeners can get to learn more about you lex the things you have going on and also your time in the business so let's go ahead and hop into it with artist management. So obviously we briefed this, or I briefed you uh, prior to the recording, and I thought this was a fitting topic for you, especially during the time I was working with you guys and helping book shows. And working with you and G, I've got a lot of insight to the process of what managers do. I guess if you could kind of just speak on, give the listeners a little bit of insight as far as like the role that managers play when it comes to uh, performing artists. Well, I guess the question is, what don't we do? (laughs) A good manager has their hands in a lot of different areas. You know, in some cases, maybe a situation where you're delegating, but a good manager is knowledgeable of, of multiple subjects. And if they're not knowledgeable of the subjects, they're smart enough to surround themselves with the right people that are really good at those topics. So I guess in, in our case, Gerald and I, we work well together. You know, I have strengths, he has strengths, and, and we just kind of play off of those. I'm, I have a background in management through the years, working in corporate management. So I developed a lot of a lot of office skills that a, a right. lot of a lot of artist managers don't really have. PowerPoint and Microsoft Office and perfect word perfect, you know, just just things like that. Outlook. I, I feel like I'm really savvy with the computer, so I've had to learn, you know, the back office stuff. Right. Contracts and you have so many different responsibilities. And it depends on where your artist is, to be honest with you, Cliff. Like in a case like a guy like Trez, where he's literally at the door of a major label. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got contracts, you got writers that you have to be responsible for. Of course, consent forms and 
all types of things that you kind of have to be involved in music videos graphics i mean i spent a lot of time emailing different people as well as my partner gerald got a tour coming up in the uh so it's coming up mm-hmm. february march so you, you're emailing the tour coordinator you're emailing and you communicate with the graphics guy you're, you're talking uh with the label because he's he's on an independent label so you're, you're talking with the ceo of the label and you got PR people that you have to talk to and sponsors and people that are promoters and it's just a constant situation. Artists calling you to do features and so you're just constantly, it doesn't feel like it all the time, but you're constantly doing something for for the artist and trying to help the brand grow. I agree. And it's so funny because one of the things I think about as far as with like the Sane show, right? And Mm -hmm. recently I really took a step back and looked at all the things I was doing for the show that I'm doing single-handedly fortunately but when I look back at it or when I look at everything I'm just like wow okay this is really more of a process than I thought I think about artist management I think of it in my eyes it it seems pretty similar especially because you start out with one thing and you start adding all these different pieces and then it becomes a more complex situation where when you step back and you look at everything that's going on and all the moving pieces that you have that you're doing well with, but you look at it and say, wow, this is, I'm doing a lot here. So when I listen to you talk about all the things that you guys have to do or that managers have to do in general, they do a lot. And I think sometimes they don't get enough credit because of how people have their opinions about the music industry and what people actually do in the business but when you look at these people like they do a lot to bring to the table and this brings me to my next question when should an artist seek out management you know that's a good question believe it or not i'm always telling artists to not be in the music business because it's, it's a situation if you're not really dedicated and you don't have the budget it's it's extremely difficult to to have success in the music industry but I, I think for artists, when they're they're seeking out managers, you got to have something to manage. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot right. of people think that, okay, I'm a rapper or I'm a singer and I need a manager. But it's not always, you don't always need a manager. If you're not able to kind of navigate and do some of the things on your own and you don't really have a fan base and you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I really think people don't, they don't realize they don't need a manager. Now, you, you need a manager when you start getting involved in merchandise, when mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to get shows, people are booking you. You got more responsibility. And it's I, funny. Let me let me stop you there. Because you got me, what I'm thinking about is it's almost like artists look at managers like people, like agents. You know, agents are designed their purpose is to bring you opportunities. And I think because you, you bring up a good point when you talk about you have to have something to manage. And yes, management managers can help bring you opportunities, but they do more than just that. And so when you say that, as far as like they have to have something to manage, and I, I guess that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, okay, I think in my opinion, it's like artists look at managers like agents that you should be bringing them opportunities and being able to take oh let me well i can i can get you in front of a lake you know that kind of stuff but go ahead but and then and then also they have to be willing the artist has to be willing to listen Mm -hmm. to another person or 
a group of people because you're successful if you have a team. So it's not just the manager, but you got a management team, you know, of different parts that make make that whole to be successful. But a lot of artists, they don't listen. So if you're not willing to listen or take direction or take advice, then yeah, you probably don't need a manager. We've had several situations where artists feel like they, they needed a manager because they never really consult with you. They just kind of create on their own. In order for you to be a successful team, when you're getting ready to shoot a music video, you need a collaboration of thought. You can't just be, uh, this is what I want. If you really want a manager to be a part and help consult, then you have to kind of have to ask them, okay, let's create a music video. What, what are your thoughts? What do, what do you think we should do with this single? The same goes with the music. What do you think of the song? Think I should change something or change the words? Do you think I should get a songwriter to help me write? Do you think I need vocal lessons? You know what I'm saying? Do I need a choreographer? Right. Those are things that's, that's, con that's cons consultation that managers bring to the table. And then after the consultation aspect, Managers help make other decisions. Do we go with this PR? Do we go with that PR? Do we go with mm -hmm. this marketing person? Or are we going to take this deal? Are we going to take that deal? So the managers have different roles. And I think a lot of times there are a lot of independent artists that they just think managers are, are banks. Like right. managers are supposed to support them from a financial standpoint. And, you know, over the years I've kind of learned that that's not necessarily the case. You're investing your time. Your job is really to try to make them attractive so that they can go out and get investors to actually invest in their art, but not the actual managers spending their own money. And that's where a lot of, I think a lot of artists, they think that the manager is their, their bank account. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely taught me a lot some of the things you just said, because it, it got my brain going and thinking about some of the situations I've been in or thinking about also like what direction I would need to go with things, especially with the show and whatnot. I appreciate that. I really do. I hope that the artists listening are taking notes. <laughs> yeah. And there's some dope artists out there. So I have artists that I manage and then I have artists that I consult and then there are artists that I'm watching. And just kind of, I have them on my peripheral as possible clients. And when you reach out to them, they're like, no, I don't have management. I need management. But you're watching them and you're like, man, they're go-getters. They're doing, they're doing what they're doing right now. They're doing it on their own. They're booking their own shows. You know what I'm saying? They're creating their own music videos and getting pictures, photographers, marketing and all that stuff. They're doing all this stuff, promoting their own brand. And they're doing a good job. And so you're like, as a manager, you're like, okay, I can come in and just, you know, add some, some more flavor to what you're doing and just kind of expand what you're doing with, with, with my network. Because that's the thing about the manage, management business is good managers have, have a, a pretty big, extensive network. You know, a lot of times people have the little saying that your, your net work is net worth. Facts. <laughs> And as you grow, you know, as you grow as a manager and you continue to network in different different phases around the country, different conferences and music festivals and however you network, you're adding more value to the, 
to your brand as a manager as well as your artist brand because you're able to touch so many different areas. All right, we're back. Now we're going to get into talking about navigating the music business. And uh, Lex, that was, a, that was a perfect segue. You talking about networking because, again, as we discussed prior to the recording, at first glance, there's so much to being an artist and not just an artist, but to being a manager, being an agent, you know, producer, engineer, whatever that you choose to do in the music business. And I think you, you hit it on the head when you were talking about networking and the whole thing about not only your network being your net worth, which I'm a huge believer in, but also being able to connect with the right people to get you to where you need to be. And I think about this sometimes with music artists. I'm not a musician, obviously, but one of the things I often wonder is like, where, where, where would an artist begin? Can you answer that for me? <laughs> Where do they begin? I think it begins with the talent. Okay. You know, I think when you're young, you, you realize that, hey, I, I can sing or I can rap or I can dance. You kind of realize that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, over the years, you kind of hone your skills and your talent. The good artists join mm -hmm. the choirs if you're a singer. Try to be the lead singer. If you're really talented, you're going to end up being the lead singer for your choir group, if you're a skilled musician, join a band, create create your own band. You're going to be in talent shows. I mean, those are the things that, that you're going to kind of gravitate to. Mm -hmm. If you're a comedian, you tell jokes. Well, you start telling jokes around your friends and then your family. And then, <laughs> and then you start in the community and talent shows, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to sure. start somewhere. And you mm -hmm. have to practice. A lot of people don't understand. You don't just you don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm the baby. Put me on the big stage. And a lot of artists, that's where they mess up because they feel like their musical talent is good enough to be on the major stage, but you haven't done any showcases yet. And nobody knows who you are. So as a promoter, the promoters aren't going to put you on on that big stage unless you got some bucks to pay be right. on the stage, you know what I mean? So it's it's always a challenge for artists because everybody feels like they're the greatest. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I really do. So then where would one start as a manager? I think the first place, honestly, I think you should first have some skills. You should you should first try to develop some type of skills. Mm -hmm. And then I think secondly, I think you should you should really try to find a mentor. Find yeah. someone that has that has already kind of been in the business, right? Of the managing business, and just kind of watch them, and just kind of watch 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 what they do. And if you're you know in a position where you can have a mentor that's really established, talk to them, have questions, ask questions. Yeah. And I think once you've done that, then I would seek out talent. I would say. Get the mentor first. Try mm -hmm. to get the skills first. I'm, I'm big on the skills. Get the skills. I and, agree. And, and then get into the business. Because it's the music business is, is tough. It's, it's a lot of layers to it. And honestly, and I'm not ashamed to say this, I'm, I'm still learning. I have mentors. 
have mentors of some of the biggest artists in the country mm-hmm. that I communicate with, talk to, maybe not every day, but I talk to them frequently. Right. I don't ask them to put none of my artists on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just have, you know, I just have general conversation with them because I know they've been in the game longer than I have. They understand certain things. If they can give me some advice, I take. But I don't. I, agree. I, don't, I don't ever be. I never try to ask them to put me on or or put my artists on or nothing like that. I, that's just something I just. I never thought about doing anything like that. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should. I I agree with that. You bring up an interesting point. We talk about mentors. Because it reminds me when I was at UNC Greensboro, shout out to all my Spartans out there, and I joined this mentorship program, and I'm like, I told them, like, I want to go on a tour promotion, and I don't want a mediocre mentor, like, I want a legit promoter, and honestly, I thought they, they had to go find someone, because they had, like, a list of people that they could call on for just about anybody, right? And I remember I was in Atlanta. They called me and they're like, we found this guy, Jeff Bowen, and he agreed to be my mentor. And I come to find out he's like a well-respected person in the industry and he's full of all this knowledge. And because good promoters are hard to find, one, very hard to find, especially promoters that have worked with some of the best like Jeff has. And so he taught me so much to where, I felt like he's also an agent as well. So where he taught me so much about the business and helped put me in contact with some people that I can talk to and learn from and open, open so many doors that I was able to get to a point and go out here and like you say, develop these skills and then be able to uh, find, go out and start finding opportunities for myself. So mentorship is critical. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I always, always tell people to, no matter what it is you're trying to do, like try to find a, try to find a mentor, someone you can get under, somebody that you can take and learn from, that can put you on game, and not just, you know, when I say put you on game, like try to put you in a particular position, but really just teach you the game and give you as much knowledge that you can soak and be, a, you know, just be a sponge, and then go out there and dominate so uh yeah you, you hit it on the head when you and talk you, about mentorship you know i came from the sports world sports broadcasting world mm-hmm. so i had learned from some different people i had a mentor when i was doing the broadcasting on a regular basis a guy named gus johnson he's on fox when i was in college gus was doing college football and i ended up as a sophomore doing college football with gus johnson we, we had a three-man booth for tv and I got an opportunity to work with a professional broadcaster in college, and which spun into eventually I interned at Fox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got an opportunity to learn from from more professionals, and I've done the sports broadcasting stuff for over 20, 20 plus years. So wow, for me getting into the music the music game because I was already networking with a lot of music people, radio personalities mm-hmm. at these sporting events and things of that nature. And these job fairs and communication fairs and just different functions. For me, it was like a, a kind of a, a natural transition into the, the music business because I was already in the entertainment. Sports and entertainment, in my, in my eyes, they kind of go hand in hand. I agree, yeah. 
So it's very important to mentor. I mentor a lot of college students in the sports industry. There's so many different people that have kind of made it big in sports. And I have, I can say that I'm part of this story because I helped them out in some capacity or introduced them to somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have those mentors and it's very important to have that network. I agree. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, really quick, I want to say this. Something came to mind. It was like somebody reached out to me and um, was asking about how to get placements on film and television shows. And I reached out to my cousin because this was um, Adam, the producer I had on. Uh, him and my cousin worked together. And I went to my cousin asking how. And I already knew the answer. My cousin's like, you just, one, you got to be good for them to want to place your stuff. Two, you got to know the right people. And that's a large part of the equation as far as like being able to get to those kinds of opportunities when we talk about like major, you know, major uh, studio production, film productions and cable television programs. And when he said, I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I know that. It, but it's almost like, you know, we try to we try to find the, the secret sauce. I know sometimes I get caught up trying to find a secret sauce, but really the secret sauce is in the work and doing all the, doing all the gritty, the nitty gritty work to get to those kinds of opportunities. Definitely. I, but that was just something that came to mind. Yeah. And, and if it's kids out there that want to get into the music business or the sports world, the, the best way to do it, honestly, is to through internships and just volunteering, because what happens is in this industry, in the sports and entertainment industry, if you're working around other professionals and they see you working, you will nine times out of ten, they'll reach out to you and and see if you're interested in doing something with them. That's true. There's an opportunity. Most of the music, most of the TV stuff, sports stuff, radio stuff that I've kind of got involved in over the years has been because of me working People see you working, and then they ask you, hey, I'm about to start broadcasting college games. Are you free? High school games, are you Are you available on Friday? Sure, yep. I'm available. <laughs> yep. Yes, I'm available on Saturday to do college games. Yes, I am available. Yep, even if you're not available, I'm, not, I'm available now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, man, that's how yeah. a lot of people get in this industry. That's how they work, because they just happen to be on the scene. Right. That's like Jeff. That's like Jeff called me to uh, ask me to help out with a show in Raleigh. I remember, and I, I had planned to like go partying one night, and I'm like, "Shoot, I'm gonna go." I was like, "By the time I get back, the party's still gonna be going on." Came back, got out of my clothes, and went on about my business. But it's like, yeah, I was available. I had, yeah, I had stuff planned. But I'm like, heck, this opportunity is going to be worth more than this party. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, it, so yeah, like you're being, you're making those sacrifices too. You to, have to um, back, get yourself to the next level. Definitely. All right. Now for the part that I'm pretty sure everybody's been looking forward to. We're going to go ahead and ask Lex a few questions so that you guys can learn more about him. And I'm sure you've learned a little bit about him through these through the previous segments. But this is really the time to learn more about him, what he has going on and all those kind of great things. So I want to go ahead and kick it off. And this is a question I've been looking forward to the most because you have an extensive background and, you know, you're talking about being in sports and now in music. Tell the listeners a, a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are now. 
Well, I, I went to Bowie State University. I'm a bulldog up here in Maryland. When I went to college, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew I was a good writer. So I ended up doing journalism and communications. And I thought I was going to be like a sports writer or something, newspaper writer. And I got introduced to television. I got introduced to like sports anchoring. Someone asked me to come down and read or whatever off the teleprompter. And then that kind of spun <laughs> into me doing, and like I said, I did the college football games with Gus Johnson. That spun into me doing PA announcing at the basketball games, which spun into me doing being the, the sports editor of the newspaper and then having my own radio show. This is all in college. So when I came out of school, I just knew that I was going to be the next Bryant Gumble, Greg Gumble, because I had so much experience doing college football games, college basketball games, broadcasting and all that kind of stuff. I kind of took a path because I've always wanted to have my own entertainment company. In, in college, I had tailor-made communications. And what I would do in college, I was doing highlight videos for the college athletes so they could go go pro yeah. to give to their agents. So I would get get money making making highlight videos for these guys. So I started the business mind stuff in college. And as time went on, I think ultimately I want to have my own TV network. So ultimately, time went on, I kind of evolved into the sports world. And eventually, I got caught up in the music game, probably like in the late 90s. I have a cousin, he had a record company called Kima Records. And they had a group called BWC. And I was helping them with promotion and marketing. And that was really my initial introduction into the music game. As a kid, I always wanted to be a rapper, but I couldn't rap. And my, <laughs> my dad, when I was younger, he was a DJ. But then he got saved or whatever and into the church. And he mm -hmm. kind of gave that up. But the seed had already kind of been planted in me because of the music. I grew up singing. I sung in church as an adult and as a kid, sung in high school, mm -hmm. you know, so I could really sing. Like, I, sing, I used to sing a lot of Johnny Gill's verses. I always wanted to be the fifth voice for boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing is, when I was younger, I had those ideas in my head about the music business, but never really knew how to really get in the music business. And, and as you go to college and stuff, you kind of forget about all that stuff. Now let's fast forward. I'm helping my cousin, his label, doing some things, with the promotion. And even still, never really thought about the artist management stuff. Fast forward that, worked in corporate America, got management skills, all of that going on. And then somebody came up to me and said, you know what, you should be in the music business as an artist manager. And I had never really thought about it before, honestly. And then as I really started to do my research, I was like, man, that would be something great to do. And then I just started watching the different artists, and I saw how these guys were wasting money and how they kind of live. And I, I just kind of felt like I could get in the industry and be a mentor to some of these guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? And help them kind of push their money in more positive ways other than just spending it on jewelry and strip <laughs> clubs and champagne and just nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like 
that kind of pushed me and propelled me into that into that world. And that's kind of like how I got in there. I started managing producers first, trying to help people out from that perspective, producers mm-hmm. and even models. Because I figured if you have a pretty model, she can be in a music video and that'll get you closer mm-hmm. to the ultimate goal, which is at some point, the ultimate goal is to, hold, is to have your own TV network. That's that's the ultimate goal. So right. when you think about Valiant, Valiant Entertainment Sports Management is a company that right now it started with Gerald and I managing Trez Falsetto. But ultimately the ultimate goal is for it to be a huge entertainment company. I'm so here for it. <laughs> we signed a deal in August. We don't really talk about it, but we signed a deal and we partnered with a sports agency. So we're gonna be partnering with them so when they get a client we'll help that agency with you know the marketing and the day-to-day stuff with their client that's going to be our introduction and we're pursuing we're pursuing clients as as we speak so that's the next phase for us and then down the line we're going to be doing television and movies i did television i've already produced some television shows and I've already produced documentaries and all that kind of stuff in my background. I, I host a TV show. I mean, it's so much stuff that I've done. Honestly, Cliff, it just seems so far in my past. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, See, but, I, I knew I knew you were full of a lot of stuff, so <laughs> good yeah, stuff. It's, but. It's, it's just funny, man, because... I produced a show. I had a I had a production company called Sports One Television Production, and mm-hmm. we were producing sports documentaries. We were producing recruiting videos for the colleges. A lot of the HBCUs. We put together a cheerleading competition, and we did a lot of stuff, man. Before before YouTube, that's not old. I probably too old for everybody. <laughs> but this was stuff before YouTube and. Before the internet hit crazy, because I was in college when, in 1994, when my professor was telling us about the super, uh, what is information super highway that was coming. We wrote a paper about the internet. Internet mm-hmm. wasn't even existing. That's how I guess that's how long I've been around. <laughs> you know what I mean? The internet. I was out doing stuff before the internet, before YouTube, before. Instagram and all that stuff. So I wow. think if I had YouTube and social media 20 plus years ago, I probably would be a household name. But I didn't. So I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't have a problem hanging out in the shadows. I, I'm honestly now I like being in the background. That's why you see Gerald, you see Gerald Moore mm-hmm. in the front, and I like I like hanging in the background. Understood. So you kind of touched on it a little bit when you were talking about your journey. Uh, tell tell the listeners a little bit more about Valiant Entertainment. So Valiant is a a management company. Again, Gerald and I started it when we decided to co-manage Trez Falsetto, the R&B singer. And basically, it's a management company that's full service. If you're an artist and you're interested in consultation, help you navigate through the music industry. I think we have done a, a pretty decent job with, with Mr. Falsetto. Oh, you had, have. He's had, what, two 
two major singles on the radio nationally. He's done, he's won a Carolina Music Award. He's performed all over the country. He's toured, opened up for some of the biggest artists that you can imagine. And we're still going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, and we have labels. They all know, they know who he is, which is important. We've had meetings and we have some deals currently on the table. So, yeah, I feel like we have done a really good job with him. We haven't had all perfect situations. It hasn't all been roses. We've had some artists leave, leave us. A lot of it is because our laser focus with Fred, he's with the independent label. He, he's got an investor. So the focus is really just trying to try to get him to, to that next level. And a lot of artists can't wait. They want to be Fred's falsetto right now. And, and some people are just not ready for that yet. It is what it is. Can't make yeah. everybody happy. But we got some other things. Like I said, we got some other things popping. 2020, we got an EP coming out with Trez. Um, but we're going to really be pushing that going into the top of the year. I've got an artist that we co-manage with another company. Control the crowd. There's an artist. His name is Voice. For, what is it? 409, I believe is what he calls himself. It's a weird name. Kid out of Kentucky. But he's doing some music with Project Pat um, and Juicy J. They really love this kid. Uh, So uh, Country, a.k.a. uh, Elvis Presley. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting year of 2020 with uh, with Boyce. He calls himself the Vanilla Gorilla. Interesting. Yeah, so he's a little different. A little different, you know, close like Eminem, um, mm-hmm. a little different, but he's a talented kid, so he's coming. And you know, we got some other things. I got a got an Afro R&B rapper named Scar that's up here in the DMV area that is making some noise. We got some things coming, man. We, we oh, I know you guys do. I, I I follow y'all closely, so. Yeah. Even though we're not working together as much, you know, I I still follow you guys. You and it was a pleasure, you know, working with you guys, and you know that's why I'm I still support what you guys are doing, and still to continue to be a fan of Trez and Valiant Entertainment. So yeah, I, I know you guys got some got some things in the work. Hey, really quick before I let you go, got any social media, anything where the listeners can keep up with you guys and see what you guys got going on? Look, I always push people to Trez's social media. Trez falsetto everything. T R E Z F A L. N-C-T-T-O. But you can also follow Valiant, V-E-S-M promo, um, or V-E-S-M management on Instagram, Facebook as well. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Lex Diamonds without the A. That's L-E-X-D-I-M-O-N-D-S. And again, Trez Falsetto, new EP coming. I'll show you. One of the singles that's going to be on that is the one that we're pushing right now with the music video. Losing Love, which is a hot single. We've already oh, hot. Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare was nationally on the radio. The Ladies Love Perfect. You know, those are three bona fide hits mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on this EP. And he's got a couple other bangers on there. I, I, I want you to go get the EP when it comes out. Dropping Christmas Eve. So that'll be a nice little Christmas present. You guys can go out. <laughs> Get the nice R&B music from Trez Falsetto and cuddle with your honey. 
on Christmas Eve. Baby making music coming from Transformers. <laughs> Baby making music. <laughs> oh, I'll, my goodness. I don't expect any less from you, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'll show you. Transformers said it was, he's here. He's, he's, he's here now. He's legit. It's his time. I, I definitely agree. So you guys, you guys heard them. Uh, go follow Trez. Go follow Valiant. Go follow. Go follow Lex. If you need all that again, there's a rewind button. So definitely rewind. Uh, write it down. Go check them out. And like you said, uh, not only because I used to work with them and Trez, but Trez is pure dopeness. Definitely go check out Losing Love and the EP coming out. The music video Losing Love is on YouTube. Go listen to it or watch it and listen. It's straight fire. It's one of my favorite songs by Traz. So definitely yep. go check them out. Um, really quick, Lex, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You're one of my favorite people in the business to, to talk to if you don't know. Um, so I really appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. Hey, Cliff, I appreciate you having me on here. It's easy to ask the questions. It's a lot harder <laughs> than you have to answer. So, you know, I've been I've in been that position. Exactly. I've been on both sides, and I know it's it's a lot tougher to answer some questions sometimes. It, so. Especially when somebody asks you a question on your own show, like, hold on, wait a minute, I'm the host. I asked the right. question. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. So, yes, thank you again. Uh, to everybody listening, again, make sure to continue to like, follow, subscribe, and share. Spread the word about the same show. And if you have any questions, feel free to email, inbox. So be on the lookout for that. And if you got any questions about our guests, again, you can reach out to them or you can reach out to me and you know, we'll definitely uh, answer any of your questions. So with that being said, this is the same show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.